Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin, who, uh, who may be taking on new partners in radio soon. Um, but that's not something we could talk about, Piper, because these deals at this magnitude, they are, they are high-level, airtight, Pentagon security-esque uh, it's not. It's not incumbent upon us to drop that news right now. But, but I, let me. I want to know why we didn't get the hosts of this podcast to sign a non compete. You know, like the like. Yeah, dude. This, we is, what, get this is what all great that. all great evangelical leaders do. This Mark Driscoll did it. James McDonald did it. The people leave there and they and those can't are say great a word men. about what happened. We really should have yeah. put together a non compete for the three of us, uh, but we didn't. So. So now craziness happens. Live I learn. mean, you've never done it between the two of you. So, right. Why start now? Right. Uh, because, yeah, because we're grandfathered in. That's how this works. Mm. This is how business deals work, Ronnie. If you're, if you're the last one to do something, you get the short end of the stick. See, boys, okay. that's the way it is with the rant. I'm still, I'm still just sort of a hanger. You're still on. the new guy. Still, still the, the new guy. New guy. Still I mean, it's only always been five years. Uh, you, well, know. you know what this is like. You moved to small town America. You could live there for 40 years and you'd still be the new guy to somebody. That is so I know, true. And that's so why I despise pod. my very we're, existence. We're nothing so. but a small town pod. You know what? See, I, I, love I, the- I want to be a big city pod, though, boys. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at us like a small town pod. I don't, I don't want to embrace that reality. I don't. I don't want to like be one identity. of those new school Pirates of the Caribbean. I do. Pods I do want to be one of those new school Pirates of the Caribbean pods, and I think of HR as that. By the way, you're about to be one, though. You know what I mean? In a no, way, I we can't talk. I don't about know what you mean, Big T. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I have no exactly. clue what you're talking about. As we um, discussed off the air, I don't know what you're talking about. It has to do with a huge media conglomerate and a best friend. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, Piper, and it's I great like- that nobody's going to hear that because this will be the first time, unlike you, on a weekly basis, that I actually edit something out. There of you the go, pod. baby. Oh no! Now, you now can be- here's the thing: you ask me to edit it out, and it's completely up to my discretion whether or not it happens. So, good good luck with that. No, we should edit. Boys, we're having denominational differences today on the <laughs> pod. I just want to let our listeners know that right. Dude, now. high security, high level. These deals, we don't want to do anything that would that would sacrifice the deal. Um, Piper, speaking of deals and speaking of new relationships, new endeavors in business, uh, it is literally raining sponsors on us right now. And, uh, why don't you tell us about one or both of them? All right. Well, yeah, we've got two today. So the first is our, is a new partner for us. It is Paul's leather company. And we, you know, we have a history of, of working with fine crafted leather goods on this podcast. We, we did a we partnership do. with Saddleback. Uh, we did a couple other ones in the past. So, but Paul's is a little different because they specialize in handcrafted Bibles and they're not obnoxiously expensive. Like you can get a really nice handcrafted sewn binding Bible for about a hundred bucks. I'm looking at their ESV thin lines right now and they're, they're $99. And then they go up from there depending on if you want a bigger Bible or not. But they're they're all handcrafted, sewn Bibles, full grain, natural leather. So if you're a leather wonk, that means something to you. If you're not, it just means really nice natural leather. 
um, they they can the other thing they can do is rebind a Bible. So if you have something that is like an heirloom, you know, it was passed down from a parent or a grandparent or you know somebody you cared about, and it's falling apart, you can send it into them, and for in that same price range, they will rebind it for you so that it will hold up for another you know forty or fifty years, which is a pretty awesome thing. So if you go to paulsleatherco.com, paulsleatherco.com, you can see all their products. They have other leather goods as well, some journals and things like that. But the Bibles, the Bibles, there is their specialty. The other cool thing they have on their website, they have a blog where they have they have featured different ministry leaders answering questions about their daily Bible reading habits. So if you're looking to get some insight on how to engage Scripture better, there's Ray Ortland and our very own best friend Kevin DeYoung, Jen Wilkin. There's a variety of folks on there, so you can go on there and check that out. Again, the uh, the website is paulsleatherco.com. Go check them out. Their their Bibles are beautiful. I have one. You guys are getting yours shortly, and uh, you will you will love it. They're it's I think it's the nicest Bible I've owned, and I've owned some of those calfskin ones and stuff, but I, I like this one more because it just feels a little bit uh, sturdier and better put together. So check them out, paulsleatherco.com. Uh, our other sponsor is Dwell Bible App, which if you're a regular listener, you should be familiar with. Speaking of Bibles, it's an audio Bible app. If you go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant, they offer a 20% discount. They offer uh, a whole range of features, listening plans. Uh, you can listen. You know, you, they have, they've taken reading plans and incorporated it in. So chronological, straight through the Bible, the McShane plan, these different ones where you can chop up the Bible, listen through it. It's a great way to get Scripture into your everyday life uh, in, a, in a whole variety of times that you normally wouldn't be able to read. So again, go to dwellapp.io slash happyrant and check them out as well. Man, good promo work, Pipe. That was solid. And good promo work, like bringing in those, those sponsors too. Uh, as the head of our business division, you are you are doing an amazing job, and um, I have a question for Ronald. Okay, I have a just a probing question. Uh, I'm going to put him on the spot a little bit. No context. Yeah, this is this is a so no awful. context question. Um, would you start? And I want you to base this on on their names. In fantasy football this weekend, would you start David Johnson or Devontae Parker? David Johnson or Devontae Parker? Don't think about it too much. I might be multitasking a little bit while we do. Yeah, the try not to think about the matchups and their history yeah, 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 yeah. and all that, Ronnie. Just right. just the names. Yeah, I just I like the name Devontae better. So I'll go dude, with so do I, man. I was leaning toward that. I was leaning toward that. Um, a little more flair there. He's got a good matchup uh, at Jacksonville tonight. Uh, recording this on a Thursday, so um, thank you, baby. That's good. Uh, good. Good help on the. Uh, on the fantasy football tip right there. So, boys, if we can't talk about Ronald's big new deal, um, what can we talk about? Absolutely uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing going on in the world right now. Let's um, talk about nothing. I want to talk about zero. This right. is sort of How the, do we sign, do that? the How sign do we talk about podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I mean, this will be only about? the 97th time we've done this. But. What could we talk about that would be offensive to no one? I mean, I, you know I, have I, mean? A bu- I have a book releasing next week. We could talk about that. Yeah, Pipe, I got it. I got it in the mail. Yeah, oh, and- good. I'm glad you finally got yours. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't get mine until yesterday. So I was That's glad to see that other so people fine. were getting theirs. Did you get yours, Ronnie? Yeah, I got it. But you're the author. You don't need it. You have a PDF somewhere. You're good. You know? Well, sure. But how am I supposed to Instagram photos of this thing if I don't have the thing? 
I mean, you just take the photo that the the pub already already released of it. You're good, man. You're good. I'm, I okay. So I have a question. You know, there's I, I have this this book, hoping for happiness, releasing. It'll probably release right around the time this podcast releases. So you know, listeners, go check that out. It's uh, I, I'm pretty proud of it. But I have a question for Ted in regards to book launches. Considering yeah. Ted doesn't like social media, doesn't like marketing, uh, doesn't like self promotion, doesn't like endorsements. Yeah. Other than this Man, podcast, been- what don't don't listen to any of this publisher who we might be doing a deal with. Ted loves exactly. all that stuff. Ted loves all not, of those. If things. not Ronnie and I will more than make up for him. Um, I, what what do you do for a book launch if you don't do the things that I just listed? Yeah, that's a great question, Piper. Um, the answer is not a whole lot. Uh, I talk about it on my two podcasts. So like I try to bring it up on the two podcasts. I try to talk about it in ways that are that are genuine and organic, um, which are two words that definitely aren't cliches. Uh, I always say yes to like every interview or like podcast or radio show appearance or whatever that the that the publisher sets up. So I'm I'm um, eager to say yes to those things. So I basically do everything except the things that you mentioned. Um, which I really do feel, uh, creepy about. So I just, that's just where I'm at. I'm not judging anyone else for how they launched their own books, but, um, I kind of figure like all that other stuff doesn't really move the needle anyway. So, um, I try to keep it real authentic, which is the, which is the growing up in the nineties part of me, I think. Um, and, I think and the probably other, I think the other thing about growing up in the nineties is that you assume the publisher is going to market your book for you. Yes, I do. In that now, and here's the here's the rub, Piper. Help me understand this. Um, the publisher has several people on their staff that they're paying to market books. It, yet I'm not getting paid anything to market the book. Yet I'm supposed to do all the marketing. Like to me, there's always been a little, you know, call it cognitive dissonance. I don't know. Um, help me understand that because you've you've worked on both sides of it. Yeah, I. It it has become a really weird thing where because you know publishers are not they're not really entities anybody cares about with with a couple exceptions you know I think yeah. Crossway is sort of a, a they're the kind of publisher that people look to and go oh Crossway put it out it's probably reliable um, sure. there's a, there's a little well, bit that, of that that Waterbrook Multnomah family that Ron and I are part of I yeah mean, totally that, totally and utterly trustworthy just go look at their deep. line of books you guys are yeah. in a yeah you're you're on a shelf full of books of people who would just be your yeah, you're total compadres for sure. Dude, they're mentors, they're friends. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say we hang out all the blood time. Blood brothers. There's some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and bl- exactly. I mean, blood blood sisters, let's not let's not be misogynist. Dude, that show Band of Brothers that was popular a few years ago, that was actually based on kind of the Waterbrook, you know, stable of writers. I don't know if you know that. But, oh, I mean, I, yeah. I didn't. They did a really good job of transitioning that to a World War II context. I'm really impressed with how they wrote it. It kind of got lost in the, the committee process of writing. It, it turned into a war <laughs> thing. I wasn't thrilled. Ron wasn't thrilled either. It was good. Yeah, enough. no, they, they needed to stick to what it was really about, which was That's writing it. and selling marketing books. So which, They strayed. You which, know. Uh, which Waterbrook author was the David Schwimmer character? The, uh, <laughs> the one who everybody hated. All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> that, that was an aggregation. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, Piper, get me, get me back to this marketing yeah. thing, because I want to understand why there are people getting like $50,000 a year on staff and getting sent to conferences and getting medical to market books, yet I'm supposed to do all of it. 
Well, the publishers do a good publisher does a fair amount outside of the realm that you can reach, you know, in terms of advertising, mm-hmm. promotion, putting money into social media, creating videos for, you know, whatever, two, three, twelve thousand dollars. Um there so there is a fair amount, but frankly, the publishers don't have nearly the power they used to to promote a book. Like it used to be that if, you know, I don't know, uh, HarperCollins decided a book was going to be a bestseller, they could kind of make it a bestseller. There was just, there was kind of a synchronization between them and retailers. Well, now there's no such thing as retailers. There's Barnes and Noble, but that's mostly just a marketing thing. Like if a book exists at Barnes and Noble, it's people can discover it, but I don't know how good their sales are these days. Um, and, and so it really is. The reason it rests on the author now is because the author has the audience. It used to be that the publisher took a book to readers, to buyers. Now the author has the audience, and so it's up to you to reach your audience. So for somebody like you, that's tricky because you write a bunch of different kinds of books. You've switched audiences. Mm -hmm. You're not a platform builder. You you don't care about Mm -hmm. about that sort of mechanization. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, for you, it's like, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to go be somebody I'm not. You know, for somebody like me, it's a, it's somewhere in the middle where I'm not a platform builder, but there is more of a built-in audience through social media, through people who are interested in what I what I write. I tend to stay in kind of a general lane. I'm not like writing yeah. books for kids on one side and books about Mike mm-hmm. Tyson on the other side and whatever. Like you, you, the breadth of your writing probably hurts your sales to some degree. Um, yeah. It makes you much more interesting to read, though. Um, so yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I. I saw uh, best friend Jared C. Wilson post something on Twitter yesterday where he said the majority of marketing dollars from publishers go to authors that don't need it, which is mm. really true. You know, it is true. They promote the the blazes out of like the Tim Kellers and the John Pipers and whoever, yeah, whose books are gonna sell if they're not promoted because they exist. That's true. And somebody, you know, they just have a that's baseline true. of like, well, we're gonna sell thirty to fifty thousand out of the gates, and then that's gonna sell another thirty thousand because people find out about it. Whereas guys yeah. like us could really use the fifty thousand dollars they got in marketing. Yeah, and I would, gen- you know, I, I, I feel like maybe we should work this into a future book proposal. Would Jen just say, hey, instead of doing any marketing for this thing, yeah, take your marketing budget and pay us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can put money into social media. We can do whatever. We'll 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 put in the effort, but just give us the money. I, that's actually a great idea. I think they won't money. do it. There's I'm a like, there's a zero percent chance they'll do it. Like just cut us a ten thousand dollar check. But yeah, I kinda like, would be kinda like the idea. Zero for sure. Because I would just pocket my part and not do anything. It, correct. That's why it's less than zero chance it'll ever happen. Yeah. I mean, just to be completely transparent, that's what would happen. Um Yeah, I feel like I don't know, I feel like as a company the three of us, we need to talk about this. And you guys need to hear me say that though I won't do anything in the marketing space and I won't bring anything to the table as far as like lining up blurbers or tweeting about it, uh, I plan to do more than my fair share of the writing. Like I'm a workhorse, man. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go writing wise. And uh, I'll write more words if need be. I want to, I want to show you guys that I'm a, I'm an equal partner in this, um, it, this thing that I'm talking about, which are being vague and coy about, but uh, potentially a, a new project involving the three of us. Have either of you ever encountered any tension in a co-authoring situation with the the division of labor, either on the writing or on the marketing? Not with each other. 
Right, right, baby. <laughs> yeah, I feel like and that's because our- we we divided things up like just literally fifty fifty. So there was no, there was like dude, no we did, and we were so happening. like relaxed yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't feel like there was any tension. Like, ooh, you wrote two thousand more words than me, or vice versa, or whatever. Um, yeah, and T, I- we did. We also did that kind of thing where we we like we sent each other our chaps, and we sort of said, hey, just free reign, go over it. You yeah, know, give thoughts, do some edits. So we we were pretty loose about it with each other too. Dude, we were, but we're both kind of like the same kind of writer, I think, in that we're both pretty pretty hands-off other people's work. Like, yeah. your vision of how it's supposed to come out of your head, like, I I trust that that's the way you want it, so it's not like I was going to roll up my sleeves and yeah, totally. rip it to pieces. Yeah, and vice versa. Plus, that would take you know. a lot of extra work that neither of us care about. <laughs> exactly, dude. There's a reason we want to write half a book, right? right I don't sign exactly. up to write half a book so that I can write a whole one. And by the way, when you <laughs> sent me over those PDFs of your chapters, I, to this day, I've never read them. So everything, <laughs> yeah. you know, everything's cool. To this day, I have no idea what you said. I had no idea what you said on the half of each of those books that we it wrote It could together. be rank heresy, and I wouldn't have known. That's how much I trust your writing. I, By the way, when people ask me about it, I say it's, uh, it's really the best part of the book. Dude, now, was this a long game? Are you like an emergent church guy, and you, you sneakily, you knew that I wouldn't read any of your PDFs, so you snuck it all in there? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Long game. That's it. That's a little bit. I mean, that, that really sets the tone for how this podcast works, too. I mean, you can't sneak heresy past when we're just recording, necessarily. But I, do either of you ever remember what we talk about on past episodes? Not one word. Not really. Other than well, the so, word, like, the or and. So do you have the, the occasional experience where somebody comes up and they're like, hey, I was listening to your podcast. I loved the episode about whatever. And you're like, yes, huh. But to we, the negative. We, we talked the about negative. that? Oh, they come yeah. up and yeah, say, dude, I didn't I, like the episode? Yeah, I probably I, ask like, "What are we? What did we talk about?" I probably ask that question three times a week. I've had people, people call me on things and from episodes from literally, <clears throat> fellas, like two years ago. Dude, so now I've, Ronald, this is fascinating because you're getting. It's because you're a pastor, man. That's the problem. But you're getting you're getting blowback that like I'm not getting. Well, right. Uh, so check it out. So they yeah. use it. So I'm going to be kind of vague here, but like yeah. I've had I've had it used as a weapon against me. Um, so what happens is people may, maybe have an issue with me in regards to a particular thing and they'll say, and, and I really, you know, and, and part of it is that I I really struggled with something you said and they'll say something I said, I'll say, what, you know, I don't, when did, what did I say? I don't remember saying that. And they said, well, it, it was on that podcast you do from like two years ago. And I'm like, wait a minute, you, like you, you went, you literally went through all these pods to find this thing from two uh-huh. years ago. And then it'll be like, yeah, and it was on this topic, and you guys are talking about this, and I'll have to say, well, um, you know, that was probably the other guy that said that because, and again, I, I might even agree yeah, with him. Frankly, like, it was probably me. If you're in trouble for something, like, there's an eighty-seven percent chance it was something I said. Yeah, it was actually a hundred percent chance because it was you. <laughs> so, so ironically enough, we're going to be a but, little less vague in this moment in that right. it was absolutely you. But pipe, here's the thing: like, I still. Did, you know, I, even though it didn't didn't help me, I still defend you. I said, well, you know, I go, look, I go, I actually agreed what he said, you know, on that particular topic. I said, but I said, dude, I go, I'm I'm struggling right now with a podcast that I don't have any rec- recollection of recording from two years ago that you went out and like kind of went through the archives and sought out. I go, that's what I'm struggling with right now. That's Man, cancel you know, culture baffling. takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Oh, it's so it's I mean, these are workhorses. To, to spend dude, that kind of time and do that kind of work. Horses. 
they they're ready to go, man. I mean, so that so that is so that has happened to me. I, not a lot. It's happened to me a couple of times where people have come back and said, "Hey, that one thing you said that I literally and I'm not trying to be intentionally like vague, right? But I, I've I've just been like, I don't remember saying that. I'm not saying you're lying, but I have yeah. no. Re- I don't even remember the ep. Mm. Like I don't remember. And, and this will be like on a Friday, and it'll be like we recorded yesterday. I can't tell you one word I said other than, hey, guys, and the words like the and 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 it or something like, you know, because I know those words were used. I don't remember anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I have to write down what we're talking about as we're talking about it, because when I post the episode, whatever, a week later, I don't I have no I have no recollection. I don't remember anything clever we said. I don't remember any topics we talked about. I mean, if there's something big in the news, I'm like, okay, we we probably did talk about you know, whatever famous pastor did a dumb thing, but you know, I, yeah, but I'm in very sure. vague terms, right. You yeah. know, like, and such is the weighty and important, you know, content of this pod in general. Dude, truly right. though, like, I think the, and not to get all like communications theory and research about the whole thing, but like, I do think there's something about this medium and maybe it's our ages because we didn't, we didn't sort of grow up in the age of podcasting, but like, to me, and I think to you guys, this feels very slapdash and sort of off the cuff. And like, it's just a podcast, right? Like we're just bloviating into our computers. Whereas people who are more kind of native to podcasts as being an important thing, they may they may weigh it more heavily. You know what I mean? Whereas for the three of us, it may be like, if we had an actual radio show on an actual like channel, we wouldn't be quite as... Uh, off the cuff about it. I don't know. See, I'm, I don't even think that's possible because if it's, I mean, on a, maybe on a, maybe on a daily radio show, it's not possible. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you have to come up with something new every day or every week, whatever yeah. you did last time, the only, the only thought you put into it is, am I repeating myself? And frankly, yeah, we repeat ourselves on this podcast all the time. All we make the, time. the same jokes all the time. We talk about the same people all the time. Like this is, <laughs> this is like one, one big, old guy telling the same story over and over again situation. And so, yeah, I, I don't know how any, I feel like podcasters who take themselves seriously are, um, are probably the worst. Like I think, and I I think that's been our plot. That's been our platform though. Two pipe is like, can we be, can we be like three guys within a particular tribe that act that like, don't just say they don't take themselves seriously, but like legitimately like do not take themselves seriously nor take all the stuff surrounding them seriously. Even if some of the content or the foundational content undergirding it all is serious, but we don't, but the responses and the reactions and the stupid things that are done, I mean, we're all a part of that and we're okay with that. And I think that's the difference is we're okay with being part of this ridiculousness that surrounds everything that we do. And there's a lot of ridiculousness that surrounds it. Right. Dude, there totally is. And see back to the kind of original premise, Piper, that's how I feel about book blurbs. I feel like this is the dumbest, most like ridiculous, insincere moment in in American life. Like, how can anyone take this seriously? You know, um, yet it's like this. It, it's the sort of pristine part of the like getting a book deal process where you have to curate this like unbelievable list of people with whom you have a shallow relationship. Well, I think a, bo- um, <clears throat> a book strange. blurb. A book blurb is like. Um, it's like a diploma. So if you graduated from an elite school, yeah, 
people don't look at it. People don't look at that and go, "Well, what was your GPA? What was you know? Who was your favorite Uh professor? What did you study? What was your senior capstone?" They just look at it and go, "Oh, Yale, nice. That's impressive." Yeah, Yeah. that's that is a book blurb. They they look at the list of names and go, "Oh, famous people, nice." Randy Alcorn, yeah, not too shab. There's yeah. some, there's so it really is just like it's a it's a collection of reputation. That's what book yeah. books are. It's just you're just collecting other people's reputations, kind of like you so, collected a diploma from a school with a reputation. Or well, right, and I want to. I, I also I also look at it like this though too, right? So we're you know we're in this like we're in this particular moment where you got guys that are, that are you know on the reservation, off the reservation. So mm, like mm. I'm not really concerned like. You know, the fact, so let's just use your new book, right? So the fact that you have Randy Alcorn, you know, writing a forward for your book, um, that's something that tells me something about the trustworthiness of the material. And so, you know, you know, so if I, if, if a book title or, or a top or a subject matter looks interesting and you look and you, you either see a bunch of people you've never heard of blurb it or a bunch of people that are suspect in terms of their theology and those types of things, it kind of, you know, it doesn't mean I wouldn't buy the book, but it also makes me have a particular kind of reservation knowing, all right, I got to fine tooth comb this thing a little bit. Whereas when I see a Randy Alcorn, you know, uh, forwarding your book, it just, it kind of gives me that particular level of, confidence and trust that like the material in it is legit so So, i mean basically if if i had just gotten him to say i'm randy elkhorn and i approve this message that would have been easier than having him read it and write a forward yeah 100 that would have been you went way too far (laughs) it would have accomplished the same thing yeah um okay so put on your a quick counter counter question to, to ronnie's to ronnie's comment what about collecting endorser names of people who are in different camps for the sake of looking how, you know, like, look at how ecumenical I am. Look at, uh, look at how this book connects with people across the spectrum. Dude, we're reform guys. We're the opposite of ecumenical. Come on. Well, yeah. Right. I, but, I actually, but what if, what, what, if, like what if you're seeking like to it. position yourself that way? I don't think, I always yeah. think it works in your, I don't ever think that works in your favor. I always feel like that's a negative because I do think that people look, people that are, people that are serious readers, they look at blurbs as to say, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Russell Moore, John Piper, Keller, Barnabas, and, uh, you know, you know, Jared Wills, like they, they approve of this book. Therefore, I can trust the content. And, I, you know, I don't know. Dude, why do I hate the very idea of this? The more you guys talk about it, I hate it more. Why is that, Ronald? Like, be a, like, be counsel me right now. You're a man of the cloth. You grew up in the same era as me. We, well, we've I got know, some I of the same why. sensibilities. No, like, I know why. Me. Because yeah, you feel me. like, in this, this is legitimate too. Like, you feel yeah, like yeah. your work, your content should stand alone. You don't right. feel like it. You don't feel like you you need somebody else to approve of it, so that yeah. other people will approve of it. So I, I don't I need totally some get, fake friend to approve of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's it's. Because you know what's so funny is like in the like in the record industry, like it doesn't work that way at all. Nobody blurbs. Yeah, you don't get rec- blurbs for records. You don't either. you don't get blurbs for records, right? It's yeah. You like for people people like what you do based on what you've done, mm-hmm. um, and you know people might read record reviews. That would be the that would be sort sure. of like the version of a blurb. But you, there's also book reviews, right? But, that's, but at the end of the day, a, there's a difference there in 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 that like you can enjoy a whole record in forty minutes or fifty minutes. And it's it doesn't take any work, like it does not. If you're a thoughtful person, you focus and whatever. But like you can turn on a record, absolutely, and just do it. But a book takes work, and so like the the it's hard. 
you have to get people to buy in on the front end that they're willing to do the work of reading this book. And that's where the reputation comes in. And again, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, discounting Ted's loathing of this. I have a certain amount of like, I need to go take a cold shower after, after <laughs> endorsing. But uh, that's funny. Cause I'm not bothered by it at all. I could care less. Well, I don't mean really? when I endorse other people's books. Like I usually only do that if it's somebody who I like the person or I'd like the book, ideally both. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's a reason for it. I just mean the, the kind of the whole promotion process for books, but there you are, the reason you get endorsements is so people are willing to go, okay, I'll take the risk of $15 and 15 hours of time, hmm. you know, it's and, a marketing and, tool too. You can't discount that for the, for the, and the, the listening habits have changed so much too, that like, if you can just jump on Spotify and try something, it is the lowest risk entry point. It costs you nothing. And so it's just there. Yeah. The, the, the idea of reviewing it or even looking and going like, Ooh, this has been favorited by X thousand people just doesn't, doesn't matter. And nobody well, cares. Music too, else I think music is just different anyway, in the sense that like, I don't care what anyone thinks about another piece of music. Like right. I'm just, I'm going to listen to it or I'm not going to listen to it. So somebody saying something great about another piece of music doesn't really mean anything to me. I just either want to, either want to hear it based on what it is, the style that it is, the artist that, he or she is, or I just, I just don't. So that's never been a factor for me because it's, I, cause I know that one person's opinion of a particular kind of style or song, I, I mean, like that makes no difference to me. Whereas when you're talking about the content of a book, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I want to know that the guy isn't writing something like janky in there. Right. So yeah, by yeah, a blurb, yeah. it's like, it's sort of like before I even like buy it, before I even open to the first page, I can like kind of be assured that like, all right, it's it's like if I'm not familiar with the author, in other words, like it's like okay, yeah. I, I can I can I can I can have some confidence, I guess. You know? Yeah. I think that I think the sense. the the problem with blurbs on on even the trustworthiness front or or the the you know why why Ted would hate it so much is because there's two aspects to books. Like do they say something good and then do they say something good well? Right. And no blurb speaks to no blurb convinces me of the the craft or the artistry or the creativity of a book. They tell me it's good. What does that mean? It tells me they liked it. Fine. We, what if we did like different books? You know, you think Marilyn Robinson's great. I think she's boring. Uh, you know, pick, th those kinds of things. And so it it's really hard for a writer's work to stand on its own two feet until you build a readership that just trusts you. And yeah, in that but, case, I would, you don't need endorsements. You just need I would to keep agree. Writing. I would agree when you're talking about, um, like, I think in this like Christian living genre where everything is so you know it needs to be it, it needs to be there's there's like a correctness right to the genre right so that you don't mm. get so there's a difference between you know um, Rachel Hollis and you know in Barnabas Piper right so like the blurbs are so. way. I mean, very of, few to be. They're clear. very. I mean, they're they're very narrow. I mean, similar off, sales numbers. Off, I mean, we could go on and on. Similar yeah. content, especially with with her. Well, sure. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think hoping for happiness takes a. T you know, obviously took a took a, a chapter or two from Hollis. But well, you know, I I washed my face. I stopped apologizing, <laughs> and I wrote the the best book. I, I know, we know that, and we weren't going to say anything, but it's it's uncomfortably close. Anyway, the um, but at the same time, it's uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, uh, in this genre where everything has to be correct, yeah. uh, does that help you? We were talking oh, about yeah. how endorsements don't like, help with. 
Yeah, like what you just said about Marilyn Robinson is is that's a super great point because at the end of the day, um, it's fiction. It's more like a it's more of like a record in that sense. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, to where it's yeah. like you don't like Marilyn Robinson. This person likes Marilyn Robinson. Like I don't. It doesn't really matter to me who likes her. I either like her based on my own taste or or not. You know. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't. It doesn't. It Marilyn doesn't need to be correct. She just needs to write a good story, and we can all have an opinion on whether that story is good. For us. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great point, baby. Totally, and um, you know that's that's the best argument yet for like the purpose that it serves. Now, with a project like the aforementioned um, thing that might be happening for the three of us, I think that's a little bit less important because it's not like a it's not going to be like a theological tome. Yet we're we're still going to be expected to like compile a dazzling list of all of our fake friends and. To be clear, I would I want to see how far we can go. Like I want to I want to view the blurbing process as like a big meta joke and I want to see I want to see what kinds and what 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 sort of variety of fake friend we can pull for this thing. And well, yeah, man. I mean I, I may even get involved. I, I may see if I can pull some some fake friends. I think you can. Um, I think you can. I think I can too, baby. That's you know? the thing. And I'm I'm kind of the more we talk about it, the more I'm feeling excited is too strong of a word, but I'm feeling a little bit empowered to like go after some fake friends of my own. And it's not just in, in like, and you know, this pipe, like it's not just the, it's not just the blurb, right? So what, what you get with a blurb is also, <laughs> um, you, you also assume that you're going to get like a photo op on that person's like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook page saying, just got my copy in, was happy to blurb it. And, um, oh yeah, you know, really I, it's a little, it, it, yeah, I keep track of little, who I send books to who, do, who don't share them. Like Ted, you, you're, you're lucky that I like you because I know you're not going to share it. So like, <laughs> no, dude, respect, man. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, it's not going anywhere. The rest of Except, you clowns who I sent books to who haven't shared it yet. Um, this is the last time you're not getting any more free stuff from, from my publishers. I mean, pipe, can you just give us a minute? The thing just, just arrived. Give me, it give hadn't me even like come minutes. out yet at the time of this recording. I'm just getting, I'm getting heated in Piper, advance. We're we're getting a little short on time, but I wanna I wanna put a finer point on this. When when Ronald gets his copy of your book, like what sorts of curated things do you want in the shot with it? Do you want like a scone or like yes. a steaming cup of coffee yes. or like a picture of Ron's wife or like a you know, yes. whatever body of water A-O-T-A, he's in front of? Man. AOTA. Yeah. Fall all foliage. Of all the above. Yeah. I, yeah. I want I want a uh I want a string of Instagram photos. That yeah. uh, that are like a day in the curated life of a midwestern yeah. pastor on a fall day, and Be I just want to. You want to what you listen. ask for, Pi? Ronald, that- here's the assignment. Be careful what assignment. you ask. Be careful. For. Okay. I want a photograph of that book in the same pose that Jared C. Wilson was in in front of that little brick wall in Ashland, except in, in Jared's place will be the book. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. Con- I want Ronald Consider in the same outfit. Uh, yeah, same outfit, same everything, same mural, except in Jared's place goes, uh, Piper's new book. Consider it done. I might even, I might even tape it on the wall under the wings. <laughs> I would love that too. Oh, let's this, get tape this, involved. This tape would be, is underrated this would be my favorite. in this day and age. Yeah, There's nothing yeah. really, I would say today, it's Thursday. What, what's the date, man? It's September uh, 24. I would say I have one goal today and that's mm. to literally make make myself just the object of, of marketing decadence for hoping for happiness. Can you hang a TJ Maxx tag on the book? 
I yeah. mean, you have to. Talk Can you put to, a little pair of khaki shorts on the? You have to talk to Jared C about those kinds of things. You know, I, yeah. I don't even. You say TJ Maxx, and I say TJ who? You know, yeah, TJ Tim's. Right. Like I don't know. Who it's you're a little low about. end. It's a little. It's a little utilitarian for Ronald. Yeah. Pair. What uh, about like a pair of Doc Siders on the ground underneath, just like in memoriam <laughs> of that moment? Oh, uh, that's it. That's it. That's pipe. I'm gonna. You're gonna there. be. Um, I, I'm gonna make you proud. This is gonna cement our friendship. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do just. I'm going to come out with a series of photos of, uh, of uh, HFH that is just going to be mm. mind-boggling for you. This, gonna this thrills me. You just, you just turned my day right side up. All of that well, anger I was wonderful. feeling at that's those wonderful. people who had dropped the ball, well, Ronnie's going to make up for every bit of I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do my. I'm going to do my best. I'm Speaking do- of dropping the ball, Ted, if you send me photos of like my book in, in shoulder pads or something yeah. – uh, we can Dude, sh- I'll do that. We can we can push those from the Happy Rant account. So like, let's we can get too. we can get the That's correct done. personal flavor from both of you. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Consider it done, my friends. Oh, you uh, guys are the just, best. Man, yeah, look at yeah. that. Look, the thing's We're, already the thing just hit number one on Amazon. Just yep, us talking exactly. about it, Ted. It hit number one in a category they made up just so I would post that it hit. Just so you would one. hit number one. That's Absolutes. right. I, every single author of a Christian book hits number one in you know, a I've category always, that no other books are in. I've always wondered that mm-hmm. pipe, and not that I don't know how that works. It's just I've always wondered like why people repost the number one thing when they know it's not really it's number one. It's a fake one. category. Yeah, I don't it's think so they funny know. To me. Oh, they don't know. Okay. I don't think most like, people realize like it's that, Am- people that, that Amazon messes with you. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I just saw the social dilemma, so I know that now, like, better than anybody. You know. Well, so, and baby, I- was that thing good? Oh, dude, it was so epic. You've got to see it, T. Dude, we're watching the thing about the space shuttle Challenger. Yeah, I want to watch man, that too. But watch Social Dilemma. It it it's really man. It's it really is epic for sure. Nice, nice, dude. Yeah, the the space shuttle thing is epic as well. It's Have you so seen cool. it already? Uh, I'm like three eps in. I don't. I don't even know how many eps there are. This is a. Oh, I didn't this is a Maxim Cluck okay. production, man. Shout out to Maxim. He uh, he wanted to watch it, so we started. Uh, we we dove in together a couple of nights ago. It's super riveting. It's oh yeah, I well want to see it. Social Dilemma though is just like one ep, so it's just like an okay. hour and a half, whatever it is. So it's, yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll be quick to get through. Nice man. I'll check it out. I'll check it out for sure. Boys, this, speaking this podcast of, has been a social dilemma, hasn't it? <laughs> dude, no, I want to go. I want to go two minutes on one more thing, one more incredible thing that I just watched that I'd never seen before, and I'm ashamed. Uh, Al Pacino, 1992, Sin of a Woman. You never saw Ooh. that? No, I'd never seen Sin of a Woman. Oh, dude, I've. I mean, dude, I, me and my wife still like. We still have lines from that movie. We like quote to each other. Oh, for real, man! Oh, that dude. movie is so good, and it's a great fall movie. Yeah, it's a great like swanky New England boys' school movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it, it hits Mount Rushmore in a lot it's of movies areas. that they is made it, back in that day, literally usually starring like, you know, Matt Damon and other, other people like that. Before a bunch of floppy nineties hair kids, you yeah, know, a bunch of frat boys that accidentally became actors. Exactly. Is, is it ever not fall at a swanky new England boys school? No, it's always fall. <laughs> okay. It's always fall. It's always like light jacket weather. It's yeah. always October. Yeah. It's always October for frat boys. That's dude, always October. That's gonna be the name of the concept record that we do together, baby. Always October. That sounds always like an October. emo record from uh, I know two thousand one. Two thousand one, which is always totally October. my wheelhouse. I, it yeah. W- yeah, wasn't that a Counting Crows album actually? It probably was. No, I don't October think it was everything but they weren't it, emo. Yeah. It sounds like it. Boys, speaking of um <laughs> speaking of everything after, uh we <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
we need to get on with everything that happens after this podcast today, which I got a lot uh, of photo ops to do, boys. Ron's got a lot of photo ops. I've got to, I've got to teach school kids. By that, I mean, I've got to speak to half of my classroom from behind a welding helmet and zoom the rest of them in in the fall. Um, yeah, in the fall, like think swanky New England boarding school. And that's kind of the experience that I'm going to be living today. Except it's not yeah. swanky or New England. Or yeah, I mean, other, than really that, other than those minor yeah. details. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Boys, we've done what we always do in this program. Kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> in that we've wandered, we've wandered to and fro throughout really no topics whatsoever this morning. We said blurb a lot. Lots of blurb. We did, we did say, say blurb. blurb. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to get tired of that. I feel. Well, like we kind of developed like a uh, we developed gonna a concept be, around blurbing that I think people they're going to have take. blurb fatigue. Wait, and a pub house is calling us, asking us to to suss that out for them. Oh, for sure, for sure. We're on the cutting edge of that. Are there even pub houses anymore? I feel like Harvest House is just like so, like one guy in India, like tweeting. I don't even feel like they have. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like they don't even have offices anymore. It's just like they're farming all that out. Yeah. There are no. There, yeah, there's no businesses anymore. There's no COVID, businesses anymore. COVID wiped out. Just calm. it's America in 2020. Who needs businesses? Right. Businesses it's a guy with people. a laptop sitting somewhere like on the Swiss Alps doing business. Yeah, it's a guy with his phone on a bus in some country. Um, anyway, boys, we've done what we always do on this program and that we've wandered to and fro throughout no topics. And until next time, the happy rant is brought to you by resonate recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Want to learn more about God and his will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinise Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.